Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening, downloading, and subscribing to the latest edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I'm 12 Kyle. Check this out. On this podcast, I'm going to talk about a couple of trips that I made to the hospital. Um, if you've been following this podcast, you know, from time to time, I will, you know, reveal certain things about myself that are pretty comical. And this podcast will be no different. I'm in pretty good health. Um, uh, you know, I'm in pretty good shape, uh, work out frequently, try to eat the right things. And honestly, I don't even really drink like I used to. And I'm not really much of a drinker. So I'm in pretty good shape on that end. And, you know, like anybody else, I still have to, you know, do the annual physical each year. And I'm overdue for mine. So (laughs) there's that. Uh, But nonetheless, I've only had a couple of trips to the hospital. uh, But the ones that I'm going to talk about on this podcast were quite comical and eventful in and of itself. The first, you know, first trip that I ever made to the hospital, I think I was like four. I had a hernia. I mean, that don't count because I was actually admitted to the hospital. And I don't even remember having a hernia. I had surgery or whatever the case may be. But um, but my next trip to the hospital uh, that, you know, comes to mind uh, actually happened. I want to say I was like a redshirt junior at uh, South Carolina State University. Uh, I was playing football, uh, you know, so everything was going well. Uh, we were having spring football practice. And so, you know, if you're familiar with South Carolina State University, it's HBCU, historically black college and university. Uh, springtime in South Carolina, Orangeburg, uh Life was great. <laughs> and, you know, we we're playing spring football, getting ready for the upcoming season. And, um, you know, I was single and I was out here balling on the field and just having a good time. And, you know, so we had a scrimmage game coming up and I never forget it was on a Saturday morning. And, um, you know, so I had had a pretty good week of practice that week, um, even though I hate practice. <laughs> uh, anyway, so we're warming up. Right. And uh, we're warming up and, you know, I'm catching. I played wide receiver. OK. And I'm catching passes. And, you know, they had I never forget because they had the music playing in the stadium. So, you know, we were kind of dan- jam- dancing a little bit and kind of jamming and, um, you know, just getting ready. The, the practice hadn't started yet. Again, we're just simply warming up. And, you know, uh, we were running routes and. A quarterback who shall remain nameless uh, switched up the routes and he said, "Okay, well, let's run some unders, which is underneath route. We just go up 15 yards and go straight across the middle. And so I'm running my route and I'll never forget the ball was thrown low by the quarterback. And so, you know, me being the receiver that I am, I go low to get the ball and the ball actually between the ground and my body, the ball kind of skips. So it, it bounces off the ground and I don't catch it. And it bounces when it hits the ground, it bounces up and hits my hand. 
And so I didn't catch the ball. And so I went down to the ground. You know, the ball hit the ground, hit my hand, and I rolled over and got up. And, you know, it was an incomplete pass. So I'm jogging back to the huddle. And I realized, <laughs> I realized there was like something stinging me. And I'm like, what is that feeling? And I'm, I mean, like, it felt like there was just a sharp pain. And to be honest, I didn't know where the pain was coming from. And I looked down, I looked at my right hand and my right pinky was dislocated. How do I know it was dislocated? Uh, the top of my pinky was going one way and the bottom of my pinky was going another way. <laughs> it was ugly. And so I looked at it, I was like, damn, <laughs> that was my first thought. Like, and it's kind of one of those things where when you have pain, it's not until you actually look at your wound and that's when it really starts hurting. So after I saw it, the pain like really increased, but it, it, it wasn't a pain like I felt like I broke something or anything like that, but a pain of just a it felt like somebody was sticking me with a needle in my pinky, basically. And so I was like, shit. Right. <laughs> so. I'm I'm running toward the huddle, I'm jogging toward the huddle and then I look down at my finger and I'm like, OK, let me go see the trainer. So I go over to the trainer and I'm like. And the trainer's name is Craig. I was like, Craig, I need you to get get my finger. And he's like, what's going on? I was like, I dislocated it. And, he, and then he walks over and then all I hear him say was, ooh. <laughs> and then one of the assistant trainers walks over. And she says, ooh. And I'm like, OK, yeah, I know it looks ugly, but I'm going to need you to snap this thing back into place. So I did not want to watch him. Uh, put my because basically the bottom part of my pinky and I don't want to gross you all out, but I want to give you kind of a, a, a description as to how it looked. He was basically going to have to take the top part of my, my top part of my pinky and get it over the the mid knuckle part of the pinky and put it back into place. Um, but he had to get it over that bone. And so when he was trying to put it back into place. Honestly, I turned my head because <laughs> I didn't want to see it. I could feel it enough. I didn't want to see it. So I turned my head and he was trying. And I just remember him saying, oh, boy, I can't do it. Er? Hell, you mean you can't do it? <laughs> you tripping. I need you to fix my pinky so I can get back in this game. And um, he couldn't get it and then so one of the other trainers came over and they he's like hey can you help me with his finger and so next thing i know i've got two trainers a couple of assistant trainers and a couple of my by this time a couple of my teammates are walking over to seeing what's going on and i heard somebody's like oh man that's fucked up <laughs> i mean like so my hand with my pinky was looking pretty bad at this point right so the other trainer comes over and he can't put it into place either. And so meanwhile, as they're trying to, you know, snap my pinky back into place per se, you know, this pain isn't going away. I'm blocking it out as best I can, but it's not going it. But again, it's, it's a stinging pain, not a, um, 
an it's not an excruciating pain right so i'm standing there like okay all right so what are we gonna do and then so i hear craig the trainer says well we're gonna have to take him to the hospital <laughs> are you serious <laughs> i mean like bro you went to college for this i mean like you're you're a professional you're a medical professional you can't snap a pinky back into place and unfortunately he couldn't so i'm like damn now i gotta go to the hospital and i'll be honest like again i went to south carolina state university it's in orangeburg south carolina i love my school um i'm proud of my school i'm a proud alum uh, i love orangeburg it's like a second home however <laughs> i knew that the last place that you wanted to be if you ever got injured in orangeburg was at the hospital in orangeburg uh it's not that it was bad but it didn't have a great reputation <laughs> so um you know the trainer's like okay well we got to take him to the hospital so in the meantime my pinky is still dislocated <laughs> and they go over they give me some ice to i guess get the swelling down or whatever and so i'm sitting there with a bag of ice so they take my helmet they take my shoulder pads i got on a i have on a, a cut off muscle shirt you know to show off the abs for the ladies what's up ladies <laughs> and so um so yeah i still got on my my pants my, my my pants with the pads in them and my cleats just want to give you a visual here right so i jump in the car you know so they don't you know there's no ambulance called or anything i jump in the car and you know they i jump in the trainer i think i was it craig that took, i can't remember if it was craig or it was a trainer assistant somebody took me to the hospital so i get to the hospital and again this happened on my right hand well problem is i'm right-handed right and i have to you know as, as you can imagine you go into the emergency room you have to fill out paperwork so they're asking me all these questions my hand is stinging and they're asking me to write this stuff and i can't write with my left hand because i can't write my right hand because my pinky is you know dislocated and so i'm trying to write with my left hand and i still got this bag of ice and on my pinky and i'm not looking at the pinky and so <laughs> i go in after i fill up fill out the paperwork the lady behind the desk says she said well what happened to your hand i was like it's dislocated my pinky's dislocated she's like oh can i take a look at it and i'm thinking okay she wants to look at it because maybe she can help or something like that and i show it to her and she's like oh oh that looks bad really really i i really didn't need you to tell me that right so then they have me go sit in the waiting room and it's like go sit in the waiting room we'll call you up so i'm sitting in the waiting room and you know it really wasn't a lot of people in there but it seemed like after i got in there more and more people started coming in right so after i sat down it was a little kid came in he had bumped his head and his mom was concerned and so we're sitting there and i'm sitting there watching tv and again i'm in pain but you know all i have is a bag of ice <laughs> so then i'm sitting there about 10 minutes passed by and this guy comes in and an older guy right <clears throat> and he has this cut on his shin and the cut is probably about i don't know maybe about the length of your index finger right and 
the cut was so deep that you could almost see the white meat <laughs> in his leg. And I'm like, yo, how did you, what, what happened to you? He was like, I was cutting my grass and something kicked back from my lawnmower and it cut me. And so his leg is cut. I mean, like he's, he's not bleeding, but his leg, I mean, it's an open wound. I mean, again, to the white meat. <laughs> so I'm like, damn. So I'm looking at him. I'm like, man, that, I'm probably going to be in here a while because this guy needs immediate attention. And then this other lady comes in right behind him and she's holding this like pan, the, like this bed pan to her mouth and she's throwing up. Right. She's throwing up into the pan. She can't, she can barely, you know, breathe or whatever. She's suffering from what they think is heat exhaustion. And so she sits down, she sits on the other side of me. And I'm like, look, lady, I, she says, I'm, excuse me. She sits on the other side of the room, but I'm like, look, lady, please don't throw up because if you throw up, then I'm going to see you and I might throw up. So here we are sitting in the emergency room, band of misfits, the kid with the bump on the head, uh, the guy with the cut to the white meat leg and the lady suffering from heat exhaustion, who's throwing up into a bedpan and me, your boy, 12 Kyle with a dislocated pinky with a bag of ice right so <laughs> so i'm sitting in there waiting and so again i know it's you know i guess in hospitals i guess it's first come first i guess but i mean i would think that the, with the severity you know the lady who was suffering from heat exhaustion because she was this lady had to be in her 50s probably mid to late 50s and the guy who got this cut he had to at least be in his 60s on his leg, I would think that they probably would see them before they saw me. That was just my thinking. Cause I mean, Hey, again, it's a dislocated pinky. What can you do? You just need a doctor to snap it into place. And so I'm sitting there and sitting there. And when I tell you at least an hour and a half passed by, it's a Saturday, an hour and a half passed by. And they finally, you know, the doors open and I'm like, okay, now they're going to call these people back in and they're not going to call me. And they called me. <laughs> I was, I felt like I was on the prices right, you know. Come on down. I was, and then I was bugged because I was like, "Yo, I want to be seen, but I think these people probably need to see a doctor before I before I need to see a doctor, right?" But it wasn't my choice, so you know, the lady was still over there in the corner throwing up, suffering from heat exhaustion, and they were giving her Gatorade and stuff like. That. She was throwing it right back up. And the guy still was sitting there with the, you know, with the white meat, you know, <laughs> showing him his shin and, you know, little kid with the little bump on his head. And here I was going to the back. So they put me in a room and I'm sitting in there and, and it seems like it's taking forever. Right. And so the doctor comes in, he takes a look at it and he can't, he tries to snap it into place and he still can't snap it into place. So again, I'm sitting in the hospital in Orangeburg, South Carolina in my football pants with the pads, my cleats, and a cutoff t-shirt, <laughs> and a bag of ice <laughs> with a dislocated pinky. And so he's like, oh boy, I can't move this. And I'm like, dude, you you went to medical school to be able to replace with to 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 fix a dislocated pinky. All you gotta do is just snap it back into place, bro. And so he says to me, um, we're probably going to have to, uh, 
give you a shot for your pain and then we'll be able to proceed. I was like, okay, all right, cool. So he leaves and he's gone. I don't know. felt like 20 minutes. And, and again, I'm sitting in a room. There's no TV. You know, this is the 90s. So there's no cell phones. So I'm just sitting here just kind of looking at old people magazines or whatever. Again, with a dislocated pinky and a bag of ice that's probably almost melted by now. So I'm getting no relief from this ice. So he comes in and says, okay, we're going to, I'm going to give you a shot for the pain. I was like, all right, cool. So I stick my pinky out and he said, well, I need you to drop your trousers. Huh? Drop my trousers. He's like, well, we have to give you the shot, but you know, it'll be easier and quicker for us to give you a shot in your buttocks. <laughs> Man, I looked around like, Man, you shitting me. You ain't shooting me in my ass. <laughs> and so I'm thinking like I'm on candy camera or something. I'm like, this can't be real. This guy really wants to give me a medicine shot on my butt for a dislocated pinky i mean you would think that the pain is in the pinky so that's where the shot should be right i mean again i never went to medical school i just watched you know three seasons of doogie hauser what do i know so i'm like are you sure he's like yeah he's like that's the quickest way <sighs> okay um <laughs> so i pulled my pulled my pants down <laughs> and i was like I don't know what the fuck is going on here. <laughs> put my pants down, put my underwear down, and get the shot on the ass. On the well, on the butt cheek. I should say on the top part of my butt cheek. And lo and behold, he was correct. I mean, that pain medicine got into my system so fast. And so I pulled my pants up and you know, within a minute I could feel the medicine. Now, I'll, full disclosure, I'm not someone who takes medicine, right? Um if I get a cold, I'll take cold medicine, but I rarely put like foreign stuff into my body. So like even like most people take, I don't know, aspirin for headaches. Like I don't take aspirin for headaches. I'm, I, I might get two or three headaches in a year. So I never take aspirin. So I like I, I'm not it's rare for me to put something in my body that's not food. I guess that's the best way that I can describe it. So I don't know what this pain medicine was, but it had me so high and loofy. And I was like, I felt like I was in another zone or something. Like I felt like I was on Mars or something. And I'm in there spacing out and almost falling asleep. And then I'm like, did this dude try to get me on drugs or something <laughs> so he could take advantage of me? I mean, like on the real, I, and that's not funny, but I was, I was out of it. Like I didn't know what was going on. And then he comes back in and he's got another doctor and they're taking a look at it and they finally, he, he's able to, and again, while he's doing this, I'm not even looking, uh, but I was fully aware when they came in the room, but prior to them coming in the room, I didn't know what was going on. I was in and out of like, I didn't fall asleep, but I kept like dozing off or whatever like that. But again, I'm sitting on a table, so I'm not going to lay down. I'm just I'm just sitting up there and just kind of dozing off. 
And so he comes in and he snaps it into place. And um, and then they uh, put a splint on my pinky. And uh, yeah, that was my adventure. Um, and here's the weird part. So after all of this goes down, <laughs> I go back in the waiting room to get my release and everything like that. The lady is still sitting in the corner with the with the heat exhaustion. And I don't know if they saw or not, but she was still in the corner. And my man with the with the cut on his leg, they gave him like a big band-aid and he was sitting in the corner too. And I'm like, the hell's going on in this hospital, man? And um so yeah, and then the trainer came and picked me up and obviously I missed the game because I was in this hospital for the better part of about four hours. And um, I don't know why it took so long to fix a dislocated pinky, but um, they fixed it. Um, you know, my pinky is, it doesn't look bad. It looks bad to me, but I mean, it looks regular to most people. It's still a little uh, disconfigured a little bit, um, but you know, it's football. I mean, you, you play football, you're going to have injuries and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, that was my that was my um, one of my trips to the hospital. Um, so word to the wise, if you're ever in Orangeburg, South Carolina and you have to go to the hospital, don't. So my second trip to the hospital, um, this one wasn't pleasant either. Um, <laughs> uh, this is like this had to be like probably back in. I want to say this was like it's probably like 2000. Right. And because um, I remember because uh, my oldest son, Dion, was he was a little guy at the time and it was just me and my wife and Dion. And so uh, <laughs> I'll never forget I was working and um, one of, me and one of my co-workers, he was like, yo, man, he's like, let's uh, my boy Calvin. Shout out to Calvin. Um, he's like, yo, let's uh, there's this new Chinese restaurant, a Chinese restaurant around the corner from our office. He's like, I want to go check it out. I was like, all right, bet we can do lunch. So we left work. It was, <laughs> I'll never forget, it was a Friday. And uh, we left work and, um, you know, went to the little Chinese restaurant. They had a little grand opening sign and stuff and everything and like that. And I'll be honest, I like Chinese food. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to offend anybody, any of my Chinese brothers that are listening to this podcast. Shout out to everybody in China that's listening. Um, because I, you, I know you do listen. That said. Um, I'm very particular about the Chinese food that I eat and where I eat it from. I guess that's what I'm saying. Like there's a Chinese spot around my way here that I eat Chinese food. Uh, there was a spot in Orangeburg where I went to college where I would eat Chinese food. But other than that, I just don't like if, if I go to your town and I'm hanging out with you and you say, let's get some Chinese food. I'm probably not going to eat it. <laughs> I'm just very peculiar about and very particular about the Chinese food that I eat, right? So anyway, so me and Calvin, we go to this, this spot for lunch or whatever like that. And this spot is still open, by the way. And again, this was 2000. So <laughs> so we go. And I don't even think I, I think I, I kept it simple. I think I had like shrimp fried rice because I never do the, you know, the, the, the exotic stuff and everything like that. I keep it simple. I just shrimp fried rice. That's that's about enough for me. My thing is, I don't think you can mess up fried rice. I don't think you can mess up shrimp. I mean, if you do, something's wrong. Nonetheless, we eat lunch. The food was good. It was good, right? And so come back to work. 
And me and Calvin, we're there, you know, we're working whatever till five o'clock. Five o'clock comes. I started, my stomach started to feel a little kind of queasy a little bit right before we left work. And, but I was okay. I was cool. I was like, all right, you know, no big deal. I was like, you know, maybe I'll just have to, you know, <laughs> sit on some water when I get home. And so I got home and my wife was there. Dion was there. And, you know, we just chilling, just regular Friday night, not doing anything in particular. And I remember going home and I and I didn't have to go to the bathroom. My stomach felt, like I said, a little queasy. But once I got home, I didn't have to go to the bathroom. I, I know that's TMI, but anyway. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so I'm, I'm in the room. And the next thing I know, like, it was literally all of a sudden. Everything that I ate came up and I mean like I threw up everything and so I'm like yo I'm bugging out and I and like I didn't I couldn't even make it to the bath like I was on my way to the bathroom and threw up like in the hallway near the bathroom and so my wife comes in she was like are you okay are you okay I was like yeah so my stomach is hurting like that and so she was like, you know, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm okay. Just give me some water. So I got some water and I sat for a minute and I thought I was cool. And then <laughs> more came and then more came. And so then I started sweating. I bro- started breaking out into this sweat. And she was like, what did you eat today? And I was like, nothing. I just, I said, me and Calvin went to this Chinese place around the corner. And she was like, you had Chinese food? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, you may have gotten food poisoning. I was like, nah, this ain't no food poisoning. And so I was just, but I was feeling, I mean, like, you know, normally if you throw up, you feel better after you throw up, right? Not in this case. (laughs) I was actually feeling worse. So I'm sitting in a chair and I'm kind of slumped over in the chair. And then I have to go back to the bathroom again to throw up. And so after three times, my wife's like, look, you're probably dehydrating and you probably have food poisoning. You need to go to the hospital. And so me (laughs) reminiscing on the time that I spent in the hospital in Orangeburg, I was very apprehensive (laughs) about going to the hospital. I'm like, nah, I'm good. I'm good. You know, typical man, stubborn, right? And she was like, no, you're going. And so, you know, when your woman says, no, you're going, you're going. (laughs) So we get in the car. Um, I don't know what, I think, oh, you know, we left uh, Dion with our good friend and she babysat him. And um, so we went to the hospital. So I go into the emergency room. Um, fortunately for me, there were no, there was nobody in there with a cut on their leg or anybody throwing up, you know, just me. <laughs> so I think I threw up again in the hospital bath, in the emergency room bathroom, um, before they, uh, but at this point I didn't have anything else on my stomach. Like there was literally nothing coming out. Um, <laughs> so they, you know, admit me or whatever, like, they, no, I'm sorry. They don't admit me. They take me to the back and they say, okay, well, <laughs> They say, well, okay, well, because by this time I'm getting a fever and 
that's where the concern was for my wife because she was like, if you're throwing up, that's one thing. You're throwing up and you have a fever, that's something else. And that's not something that she could diagnose or anybody else could. You have to see some, somebody in you know, the medical profession. You have to see a doctor so that they can properly diagnose you and give you whatever medications you need because we don't know what's going on at this point, right? So <laughs> I'm getting this fever and I don't, I think I took some Tylenol or something like that before we left. But again, I threw up. So that stuff came right back out. So the nurse comes in and the nurse is, you know, she's talking or whatever. And she's, you know, getting my information that she took my temperature and it took my blood pressure. And, you know, the blood pressure was fine. But the temperature was I think it was like 103 or something, 103, 104, something like that. And so I'm I'm in there. I'm smoking. <laughs> I'm on fire. I don't necessarily feel bad. My stomach is killing me. And I just, I couldn't keep anything. I tried to drink water and I tried to drink cold water. And I don't know if necessarily if water actually helps when you're throwing up. It made it worse. Um, so I'm sick, y'all. I'm just, I'm out of it, right? And <laughs> I'm sitting in a room and they actually have a TV. So I'm watching the game and I'm like, this is terrible. I'm, I'm just feeling bad. And so, you know, the lady's checking my stats or whatever like that. And so she comes in. <laughs> she <laughs> she comes in right and she says to my wife well here's what we have he has a fever but because he can't keep anything down we can't give him anything orally because he's just gonna throw it right back up so and my wife's like, okay, well, yeah, that's that's probably correct. So what do we need to do? So and again, I'm, she's talking to my wife. So I'm listening to the conversation. I'm looking at the TV and I'm hearing everything and I'm not really paying them a lot any attention, but I'm listening. Right. And she said, so one thing we can do, we can give him like some Tylenol via an enema. <laughs> and so when I hear this. I said an enema. Okay, yeah, that's what's up. Give me an enema. Bring on the enema. <laughs> and my wife Sharice looks at me, <laughs> and her knowing me the way that she knows me, she knows that at this point, I don't know what an enema is. <laughs> I'm almost ashamed to admit this, but I didn't. And I am at this point 27, 28 years old. I don't know what an enema is. So when the lady said, we'll have to give him an enema, I'm like, yeah, bring on the enema. Give it here. I'll take it. And I didn't know what an enema was. <laughs> All I heard was public enema. <laughs> so Sharice looks at me and she's like, oh, you don't know. And she looks at the nurse. And the nurse looks at her like, oh, he don't know. And she so the nurse kind of smiles and she said and she she whispers to my wife, I'll let you discuss it with him privately. Because the nurse knew at this point, I didn't know what the hell I was talking about. And again, I'm not under any any medication. So it's not like I'm going crazy. So <laughs> she realizes that, OK, I'm going to have to leave this man with his wife so she can try to explain to him what what's about to take place. And he has to be okay with it. So she leaves out. 
She and she has this little smile on her face, like this little smirk, like, oh, this is about to be funny. And I, and but to me, again, all of this is unbeknownst to me. I don't know anything. I'm like, hey, bring on the enema. I thought it was like a cough drop or something. <laughs> so she leaves the room, and Sharice is like, um, do you know what an enema is? I was like medicine i guess i was like but i just need something to make me feel bad because I, I feel bad and i'm hot and i was like i just feel terrible and then she explained to me what an enema was and how they were going to have to put it uh in my body <laughs> so <laughs> of course when Sharice explains this to me, my response is simple. Oh, hell no. <laughs> Y'all ain't doing nothing. <laughs> nah, just let me throw up. <laughs> oh, man. So, Sharice would spend the next five minutes trying to convince me that I needed this enema. And I was dead set against the enema um but i had no choice and so <laughs> the nurse comes in about 10 minutes later stupid little smile on her face did you discuss it with your husband yes yes i did and she said and she said you know what ma'am she said i can administer it <laughs> man oh my gosh I'll say this after getting the enema, <laughs> I felt better, but I vowed to never, ever go through that again. Of course, it was out of my control, but I don't ever want to go through that again. Um, took the enema in about, I don't know, 20 minutes or so. Temperature went down. Um, by the time I left the hospital, by the time I left the hospital, I probably temperature was probably right at about 99. So they released me. My vitals and everything was fine. I think I might have been in the hospital maybe about four or five hours. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. Probably about three hours. It wasn't that long. Um, but uh, but yeah, man, that was that was my <laughs> my adventures to the hospital. Um I'm pretty sure at some point we all have to go to the hospital, uh, except for me. I'm not going back to the hospital. <laughs> I'm never going back to the hospital. Uh, I might come to visit someone, but uh, as far as a patient, no, nah, I'm not looking forward to the next time that I am a patient. Uh, so when that time comes, if and when that time comes, I should say, uh, hopefully, uh, it'll be much, much fun. Well, I don't want to say I don't want to be fun. Hopefully it won't be as painful and hopefully it won't be as comical. <laughs> That's going to do it for me. Thank you for checking out the latest edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I'm your boy, 12 Kyle. I'll catch you guys next time. Five G's.